Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 202. Welcome to 2024. (laughs) You guys are probably sick of saying Happy New Year to everybody that you see, but this is the first time that I get to say it to you guys. So Happy New Year. Um, I am super excited for this year. I think I told you guys before that back in last year, 2023, I didn't do any races, not a single one. And that was part of the plan, but I'm really ready to get back into the swing of things, get back into a regular training routine for 2024. And it's day three, (laughs) day three of training. Um, I signed up for a couple of races and I'm waiting to hear if I got into a couple more because they're lottery based, but based on the timeline for that very first race of the season, the first 50 K that I'm going to do, I have 18 weeks until that race. And I decided to go back to an old challenge that I devised for myself. I had to actually go back and check way back in 2019. It feels like a million years ago. And I actually made a video about it. You can find it on my YouTube channel. Um, Full disclosure, it's pretty cringe (laughs) because that was back in the beginning when I was learning how to film myself. And so if you would like a really good laugh, you can go check it out. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes below and you can check it out for yourself. Um, And side note, I'm actually considering going back and doing more daily filming um, because I, I think it's really fun. And I realized the other day that I don't like going back and reading my journals, but I really like to go back and watch old videos. So I think this is a good compromise for myself. (laughs) I'll just do crazy amounts of videos. What I really want to go back to doing is like a weekly training vlog. Does anybody even do that anymore? Is that like super passe. I have no idea. I'm not big on YouTube. Like I have a lot of videos up there. There's a lot of great resources that I've put out on there, but I don't really watch a lot of YouTube. So I'd be interested to hear from you guys. Like, do you watch vlogs? Do they even call it vlogging anymore? (laughs) It's like, I'm so out of touch, but I think the whole concept of watching people go through the process of training is really interesting. And while I like the recap videos that people put out about certain races, oh, there was one that I was watching the other day. Oh, maybe it was for one of the races that I signed up for. So I'm, I'm signed up for, I'll I'll tell you, I don't know why I was being elusive about it, but the first two races that I signed up for are the, um, blood route 50 K. So that's in Vermont and the Jigger Johnson 50 miler, which is in New Hampshire. And I think I might've been watching the recap video for Jigger Johnson. And it's pretty challenging. You guys, we basically run around through the white mountains, which if you're not familiar, it's like pretty rugged. (laughs) Okay. So there is a hundred mile option, which I did consider, but I decided to go with the 50. I won't bore you with the reasons why, but so we're, we're going with the 50 miler, but I was watching that recap video and I was just like, this is great, but it's all just, 
and not to sound like a total bitch, but like, it was just like people running through the woods. There was no backstory. There was no information. It was just like, Hey, this is a cool clip. Like, look, here's me running through the woods, which again, I totally, I'm totally down for that, but I like more of a story. I want to know what went into this. I want to know how long it took you. I want to know how great it was, how much it sucked. So I mean, that's just like a personal aside on, (laughs) on my video preferences, which you guys probably don't care about, but I'm telling you, because I'm considering going back to doing more daily filming, more video logs of training and sharing that with you guys, both on social media and if I can get my act together out on YouTube. So tell me what you think about that. So back to the challenge. Basically, it's a step challenge. I decided I was going to do 15,000 steps a day for the month of January to help me ramp up into my 2024 training. And I started this back in 2019 because 2018 was actually kind of a disappointment for me. And my goal was to do better in 2019. So I figured like this will be a way for me to ramp up into 2019. So a little bit more backstory. In 2018, I had finished my first 50 miler and I was really psyched to try my hand at 100 miles, but I ended up DNFing at Ghost Train. Well, I mean, technically, technically I ran 75 miles, so they don't consider it a DNF. I can I ran 75 and then I tapped out because my knee, my left knee was doing some funky things. And so I decided to stop. So the race doesn't consider it a DNF, but I consider it a DNF because I was going for a hundred miles anyway. So when January rolled around, I wanted to try a different approach. Plus I had learned a lot about myself and my training from that ghost train, 75 mile DNF or hundred mile DNF, I should say. Um, so I wanted to really go a different route because what I realized was I need to be better structurally, right? Like my knee was doing weird things and that was because I wasn't structurally sound. So this different approach I felt like would lead to me having more success in 2019. And this step challenge was going to be part of that lead in and spoiler alert, 2019 was like a really big year for me. I did my second three-day stage race and I improved my daily finishing times by over 30 minutes each day. I actually went back and looked at my ultra signup results, which is crazy. Side note, my my ultra signup is like missing a couple years worth of information. I don't know where it went, like 2016, 2017 don't exist anymore. I don't, I don't know where that went, but anyway. So I did... Uh, my second three-day stage race improved my daily times. I did my first Barkley Fall Classic and finished the full race. And I finished my first full 100 miler. So that's like, that's a lot. I mean, in my book, that's a lot. And I attribute a lot of that success to this goal of getting 15,000 steps a day in January, because then that was actually something that I pseudo carried forwards into the subsequent months. So my goal with this episode is to share this idea with you and convince you to do it too. <laughs> I'm not, not so subtly going to try and convince you to do it too. And I don't think it'll be a tough sell but I have a few points that I want to lay out for you if you're sort of on the fence. Okay. The first point that I want to talk about is basically that this is a way to help you ease into it, 
right? It's tough to go from no training to all of the training. So this is a good way to ramp up or lead in, be the on-ramp to your season of training. You can sort of ease yourself into it. For me, I could really wrap my brain around, okay, I'm going to just focus on getting X number of steps a day. And I'll get to the exact number of steps in a minute. But for me, I could just really wrap my brain around that versus, okay, now it's time to do 20 weeks worth of hardcore training. Go, 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 right? So if you're sort of in that same camp and you are feeling some resistance to starting to train this step challenge, and I hate even calling it a challenge because that sort of implies that there's an official start and an official end, which there can be, but like I alluded to before, I carried this through the rest of the year to the point where like my watch is set to tell me or my threshold on my Garmin for for my step count every single day has remained 15,000 since I've done this thing. And some days I hit it, some days I don't. But in my mind, that's the new threshold. And so that's how I gauge my day. Like, have I moved enough? Have I hit 15,000 steps? Have I not? And some days, like I said, it will be very easy to do that because you're going to go on a run. Some days I double or triple that because I'm doing a super long run. But other days, like today, today's Thursday, I'm recording this podcast episode on Thursday, um, and it's 2.31 and in real time, I have 7,024 steps. I'm just barely over halfway to getting there, not even halfway. Okay, so after I, after I record this podcast episode, I got to haul my ass outside because I'm burning daylight here. <laughs> I got to get these steps in. I also have to get my run done. So I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. But this step challenge is a real easy way for you to start to ease into your training. So that's point number one. Okay, point number two is that it will help you to make time on your calendar. One of the toughest parts of ultra training is finding the time. And it's not really, that's a misnomer. I shouldn't have said find the time. Scheduling the time, right? Creating the time. And this challenge helped me to get better at creating and sticking to a schedule. And then when I was ready to like officially start training, I'd already made the time on my calendar and I just simply swapped the run for the steps. It's like as simple as that. This is, we work on, on this a lot, just like scheduling and consistency and showing up and logging the time. I, I work on this a lot with the ladies inside the She Runs Ultras um, membership group because it's the core. It is the essence of everything, <laughs> not to be like too overdramatic, but if you can show up consistently and like we talk about in the group, like make your calendar 80% green, right? If you're using training peaks and you're checking all the boxes and you're doing all the work, then your calendar will show up as largely green. If you go in there and your calendar is largely red, you got a problem. And this step challenge really helped me to start to move the pieces around on my schedule on a daily basis and learn to identify the key times when I need to work out what time of the day is most 
optimal for me and what times aren't, what times are just a shit show and I should stay away from that, right? Because sometimes we think, I'll just do it in between this and that. When you know in the back of your head, you don't got time for that. Like There's no way that you can get out of work, change your clothes, run for a full hour before you get to the PTO meeting or the soccer game or the dinner party or whatever it is, right? So be realistic. And this step challenge helped me to get realistic. Like, If I knew I needed to get 15,000 steps a day and I looked at my calendar and it was booked from nine to five, then I knew I needed to haul my ass out of bed early and log a good chunk of steps in order to be able to go through my day and not be stressed about this thing hanging around in the back of my brain. And this is true of your training as well. If you don't If you just think that you're going to quote unquote, find the time to train, you're doomed from the beginning because you're never going to find the time. You have to create it. You have to make it. You have to say no to things and you have to carve out time on your calendar, block it off, say no, and then show up to do the training. And when I say no, I mean, say no to other things that are going to keep you from being able to do the training. Okay. So this step challenge helped me to get my shit together (laughs) when it came to scheduling my workouts, okay? The third point that I want to make is that walking is a skill you'll need to be successful with your ultra. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I've talked about this before, but in case you're new here, I just want to remind you, everybody walks in an ultra. I don't care what bullshit you hear online or in other podcasts or in like Facebook groups or what your running friends might tell you. Everybody walks. Everybody has to walk at some point for some reason. And if you don't practice the walk to run and run to walk transition, it's going to suck. And it's going to be really hard on your body. So this is the perfect time to make walking your superpower. And I did a whole episode on why walking is my superpower. So if you want to listen to that, you can go back. I looked it up. It's episode 105. So you got to scroll way back in the feed. Okay. Everybody walks in an ultra. I get how simplistic this sounds. It is what it is, right? Like everybody walks. So I don't want you to go into this thinking like I have to run every single run every step of every single run. I have to run every single race, every single step of every single race. No, like you need to move quickly and efficiently over the terrain that's in front of you, over the distance that you have to cover. If that means you need to walk, then by all means walk, okay? So a step challenge or setting a daily step goal for yourself is a really great way to start to learn how to walk. It's funny because I say this I feel like maybe I'm a broken record. And if I am, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I'm really surprised at the number of people that hit me back when I talk about walking and they're like, I just don't think about walking. Like I don't, I don't think about it being a skill. And when I practiced it, it was uh, like mind blowing. Like my times got faster. I felt better. I got more efficient. I didn't trip and fall as much when I gave myself permission to walk the treacherous stuff that I probably should have walked before, but because I felt like there was so much pressure to run and hammer hard, I did it and then I got injured. 
So I'm giving you permission, (laughs) not that you need it, but sometimes it's good to hear it as an external validation. You can walk and I would highly recommend that you walk and that you practice walking and practice walking fast. Don't just um, window shop, right? Like don't just leisurely walk, like put some pep in your step, like go out for a walk and move. Like make it to the point where you ramp up to right below you want to run right below that point where you're like, "Mm, I got to run, right? I'm going too fast. I'm going to face plant. So I might as well run. And this is super important. You guys, this, this skill, this learning how to walk, learning how to be upright and moving and like pumping your arms and breathing and balancing and doing all the things. I get how simplistic this sounds because you're like, yeah, Megan, everyone knows how to walk. It's funny, but they don't. (laughs) It's funny, but they don't sometimes because people don't view it as a skill. I want you to look at walking through the lens of it being a skill that you can perfect, that you can master, that you can hone, that will help you with your ultra. Okay. So point number one is that you're going to do this step challenge to ease you into your training. Point number two is that this step challenge is going to help you create time on your calendar that you can then swap in your training. Okay. So you've like made the space. And then first you're going to fill it with the steps. Then you're going to fill it with your official run training. And the third thing, the third way and reason I'm trying to like convince you to do this step challenge is that walking is a skill that you will need over the course of your ultra career in order to be successful in your long runs and your races. Okay. I know that there are lots of health outlets, influencers and media companies and whatever that talk about trying to get 10,000 steps a day. And it's like, I feel a little cringe saying it because it's super cliche and everyone talks about it, but it really does help. It like, it helps. And as I was thinking about it, as I was making notes for this episode, I got to thinking like, actually that message seems to have dropped off somewhere along the line because I feel as though maybe even pre pandemic, there were lots of people talking about, you know, Fitbits and 10,000 steps a day and making sure you got outside in fresh air. And then somewhere along the line, like during the pandemic, that message went away. I think it's time to bring it back not only for the purposes of crushing your ultra, but just for like general health, right? There's something super empowering about getting outside and breathing some fresh air and getting the sun and feeling the elements. Side note, I mentioned this in, um, in an Instagram story the other day, I have zero affiliation with these guys. Um, but I found this Instagram profile called 1000 hours outdoors. I think that's it. I can't remember if it's outside or outdoors. While I'm talking, I'm going to look it up in real time. And their premise, their idea, not so shockingly, is that you will spend 1000 hours outdoors over the course of a year. And it's predominantly meant for you and your kids. So it's 1000 hours outside. That's their Instagram handle. Okay super popular. They have over 600,000 followers. Um, but like 
And they have a ton of free resources and like free downloads and stuff that you can use to help motivate your little ones to spend more time outside. Activities, um, ideas for activities. They even have an app. I mean, again, I have zero affiliation with them, but I love this idea. And it actually got me thinking about trying to track the number of hours that I spend outside over the course of the year. I have to imagine that I will probably hit a thousand, but it would be an interesting experiment to just tally up all of the outdoor workouts that I do. I was trying to think about how I would do this. Like if I would classify, you know, for the purposes of me, I don't know what their guidelines are as far as, um, what qualifies as being outside time. I'm sure if you went camping, right, that that's outside time. I was thinking, Hey, it would be interesting for me to know how much of my training am I doing outside and, and what does that add up to? But again, I want to rein it in here because sometimes I go off on these tangents, but this idea of setting a step challenge, a step goal, spending more time outside, it's all super simple advice, but it's so solid, right? Like we, we want to make things more complicated and it doesn't need to doesn't need to be super complicated. And if you spend most of your day sitting and you want to do an ultra time on your feet is the skill that you will need. And no one said that it had to come from exclusively running. Okay. So walking is that intro. And if you've been hanging out at the half or full marathon distance, and you want to make the jump to ultras, this is going to help to get you there. It's going to give you more confidence in your ability to stand and move for hours on end. Okay. So if you want to join me, I'm personally going to do 15,000 steps a day every day for the month of January. And you can do this at any time, right? Like I'm just talking about this now because that's when I'm going to do it. But if you end up hearing this episode in July or November, you can, you can totally do it then. But starting this at the beginning of your training cycle is probably going to be the best way to go. And in fact, this is best done before your training cycle even starts, like we said at the very beginning. So you have time to ramp up slowly and methodically. Now, before I land this plane and wrap this all up, I want to talk about the actual number of steps you should aim for because I can hear you in my brain right now saying, well, 15,000 sounds like a lot. And it is. I chose 15,000 because that would be a stretch for me. Some days I knew I'd be able to hit it. Like I said before, because I would be, you know, teaching, I teach two days a week, uh, yoga and TRX and mobility. So I know I'm going to be up and moving and demonstrating and doing all the things. So those days, And then those ironically are also my run days. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't really have any qualms about the fact that I'm going to hit that step goal. But some days I know I would have to get creative and force myself to find ways to get up and move like Mondays or Wednesdays when I'm like here at my desk trying to just cram in as much work as possible. So when it comes to choosing your number, I want you to keep those things in mind. You want something that's going to be not too easy, right? But on the flip side, not something that's going to be too challenging, borderline impossible for you to accomplish every day, right? So we want to find the happy medium between those two extremes. And you could also consider ramping up your steps as the weeks progress. So for example, 
If you did an inventory, like maybe you're already wearing a Fitbit or a watch that is tracking your steps automatically, go back into your app and just look, there's got to be some functionality within your app, within your watch to show you what the average number of steps you're getting per week is. And then you could look at that average and say, let's just, let's just say you're, you're getting 5,000 steps a day average. You could start at 5k a day. Okay. So if you're 5k, if 5k was your average for the week, set the goal to hit 5k every single day. That's week one. Week two, bump it up to 7k a day. Week three, go up to 10. And these numbers are arbitrary, right? I'm just giving you sort of a general template here. Week four, maybe you work your way up to 13 or 14 or 15,000 steps a day. Okay. So figure it out for yourself. Um, If you'd like some additional accountability for this, we're going to be tracking this inside my private Facebook group, the Run Your First 50K Facebook group, because uh, we'll be posting watch selfies every day to show proof of effort. Usually you show like proof of life, but (laughs) we're going to show proof of effort. So if you want to join, if you're not there already, just head on over to Facebook and search Run Your First 50K under Groups you'll hit the little button to request to join and answer the questions and you're in, okay? And just as a reminder, today, Friday, January 5th, the day that you guys hear this, today is the last day to join the She Runs Ultras membership, okay? The doors close tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, and they don't open again until April. I only open the membership four times a year, January, April, July, and October. Um, So if you've got a 50K on the calendar for early spring or early summer, this round, this time is for you. So you should get in there well ahead of the start of your training block. Like I really want you to get in there 20 weeks or more in advance. So you've got time to do the step challenge. You've got time to start incorporating the daily shakedown. You've got time on your side. The worst thing you can do is come in and be like, I'm 10 weeks out from my race and I haven't started training yet. Like, (laughs) I can help you, but that's not the most ideal situation. I want you to set yourself up for success. So mark out on your calendar. I want you to get in there 20 weeks in advance, okay? Inside the membership, you're gonna find everything you need in order to train for and successfully finish your first ultra. Training plans, strength and mobility videos, group coaching, private one-on-one coaching sessions with me where you can get help with whatever challenges you're facing. That's what we do in there, okay? I spend all of my free time in there. It is my favorite corner of the internet. It is exclusively open to women. Sorry, guys, but that's why we do the podcast. <laughs> okay. So if you want to get around more women doing kick-ass things, running first or farthest ultras, that's the place to be. So to sign up to join, just go to sherunsultras.com and click the button that says join here. Okay. And I'll see you over there. <laughs> that's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. 